I see us releasing a new product line to help our customers. Oh, I don't know. We, we tried that a couple of years ago and it didn't go well. I don't think it's a good idea. Have you ever had conversations like this or watched them go down? You can feel like it's kind of tense. The reality is it's a tense issue, but not the kind you're thinking about. The issue is we're talking about two different points in time. Different tenses are involved in the same conversation. That's what we're talking about today on this episode of Communication on Point. Hey, I'm your host, Dean Hefta. This podcast is designed to bring insights and perspectives to help you as a leader increase your influence and grow your impact with the people in the world around you. Let's get started. That's right, we're talking about tense. Now, sometimes if we mix the time that we're talking about, the tense that we're talking about, it can turn into a tense conversation. But the example that I shared, you know, somebody is thinking about what's possible, what they envision coming down the pipe. And somebody else chimes in talking about how that didn't work two years ago. In one conversation, we're talking about two different points in time. And so today I want to talk about the role that tense has in our communication and in our conversations and how we can be more mindful of the tense as it's occurring and different situations where we maybe need to adjust whatever our default tense is. Let's talk about the three tenses that we're most familiar with, right? It's past, present, and future. Those all are a part of how we converse, how we think, right? So the language and the words that we use come out of our thinking. Our thinking happens before our talking, and then sometimes our thinking catches up to our talking, right? These can be happening separately. And so if we tend in our maybe default position to think about the past, to think about things that went right, things that didn't go as well as we hoped, we might have a past tense orientation. We understand maybe the present situation more so by understanding how the pieces of our past fit together. For others of us, we might be more comfortable and more trending towards thinking about possibilities of the future. It's it's fun and it's exciting and it's filled with possibilities. And so we explore what could be and what can happen and how awesome it's going to be. And so if you have somebody that's past tense oriented and present tense oriented and throw someone in that's future tense oriented, you can have some fruitful, productive conversation. But the risk is they're not aware of their tendencies and their role in that conversation. There could often be a lot of frustration. You think about that. The futuristic oriented person is looking at possibilities and needs and opportunities and the response they get is, yeah, we, we tried something like that a couple of years ago, and that didn't go well. Well, what are they conveying? Well, maybe not intentionally, but what's being seen or experienced by others is, we can't do that. It's not a good idea. It's never going to work. Why bother? That may not be the past tense person's intention. They may simply be trying to convey, hey, there's a couple of things when we launched a couple of years ago that we missed. That if we do this again, we want to make sure that we don't forget. But that's not what's heard and that's not what comes off. So we need to have some awareness of what's our tense tendency. And you can do this with some reflection or even 
gathering some insight in people that you tend to have communication with. Finding out when we're having a conversation, do I tend to think and explain and discuss more about things that have happened in the past and discuss those details? Or do you see me tending to talk more about the future, about possibilities and what could be? See, when I gather feedback from people around me, I get more of a 360 view compared to just what my perspective is. Because my perspective is I'm talking about the right thing. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking about it. But by gathering that feedback, it can give me some sense of triangulation of where do I tend to land? And then how does that compare to others in relation to them? It doesn't mean that I, if I have a tendency to pass tense conversations, that that's bad. That can be very helpful. So I want to talk about those three tenses, what's important about them, and why as individuals and leaders we need to make sure we're using all three of them, and how we can leverage them to our advantage. So let's talk about past tense. I believe that one of the most important things about past tense conversations is one single thing, and that is learning. What I find is people that have a past tense orientation that continue to bring points up from experiences in the past, especially if they didn't go well, or maybe if they did go well, they fixate on that's how we have to do everything. It can tie into a sense of I'm not sure if people understand the lessons from that experience. And so I'm going to continue to bring those out so that people don't forget. And that's not a bad thing. That's an important thing. So when we think about past tense, uh, I think it's key that if we're leading a group, a, a team, an organization, that we create space that as we have new initiatives, as we try new things, as things don't go the way we expected, that we don't just jump on to the next thing, move on, move past, and forget about those things. What we want to be able to do is take the time, have the structure to be able to discuss what did we learn. See, that's all of that past tense discussion. I think an example of how that's done well can be learned even from the Army. So their after-action reviews is after a mission, after a campaign, after an event, we're going to get together with everybody that was critically involved, everybody that was a part of this, regardless of rank or anything like that. We're going to sit around the table as peers and have a structured discussion of what did we learn. And you can implement this in your team, in your family, in your world. You can do it by yourself by just asking a few questions. And, and beginning with, what did we expect? You know, what were we trying to accomplish? We, we started this thing with some sort of mission, some sort of goal, some, some expectation of how things were going to go. And then, now that we've done it, what did we get? How did we do? How does that compare what did we find? So discussing, okay, here's what we thought we were going to get. Here's what we ended up getting. And then discussing, okay, so what contributed to our results? What, what really helped us be successful? Maybe what contributed to our failure? What, what's really going on here that we want to make sure to highlight? Because just because everybody was on the team doesn't mean everybody sees the same thing. They didn't all see the same battlefield. So taking that as an opportunity to pollinate the learning from the experience to everybody in that room is key. 
And then wrapping it up saying, okay, what do we want to make sure that we carry forward? You know, if we do something like this again, or even as an organization, what do we want to make sure that we capture from this so that we can get better into the future? See, that entire conversation, it might last five minutes or 15 minutes or, or 25 minutes. That entire conversation is a past tense discussion with one single intent, improving. And we're improving by learning, whether it's from the successes we had or from the failures we had, we're being intentional about it so that people can feel confident. Okay, we gathered lessons from this. Now we can implement the things that need to change, that can improve, and that can help us now move on into the future. So as a leader or whatever situation you find yourself in, when you've gone through something, don't miss the opportunity to have a past tense conversation to really capture the learning of something we've been through. The next tense obviously is right now. You know, what's happening here and now? You could say the past is the things we did. The present is the things we're doing. And I think what's important about present tense conversation is that here and now, uh, it's around informing people. Either here's what I'm working on, here's the status of my project, or it could even be here's what I'm getting ready to start. You heard me have a great conversation with David Marquet and some of his experience from the Navy that he found on the submarine was being able to say, here's what I'm getting ready to do. That's a very here and now thing, but it buys just a few seconds, a moment for people to say, wait, don't start that yet or don't do that yet. So in that moment, being able to say, here's what I'm beginning to do. Here's what I'm getting ready to do. Here's where I'm going next is very informative to the people around me. It could help reduce uh, mistakes, double work, errors that could occur, and let people know. Maybe I'm uh, going to be going to a different city this afternoon, and if I just let people know I'm going over there, someone might say, oh, wow, that's great. Could I get a ride? I need to go over there too. So that communication about the here and now, what's happening now, is critical to keep us informed. And that's so important, especially now in... In our work from home mode, you could say, many companies are in a work from home mode and that reduces the accidental informing that would happen maybe if we were in proximity of each other in our office. And so to keep people informed of what's happening in the here and now, what's the status, what's coming up you know, shortly, I have to be more intentional. So using that present tense communication can really help increase people's sense of being informed. The third tense is the will do or going to be doing, right? So that's what's coming up. And this is an in, uh, interesting thing. It's very important for anybody in any type of a leader situation, whether that's a formal or informal, because leadership is about aligning and bringing people into the future. So that means that I have to have some sense of that future as a leader. And that's going to be you know, brought forth in the language that I use. So I, I can't help. If my mind is thinking about the future and where we're going, I can't help but use language that is future-oriented. And so I can use that to inspire people to move through challenges that they're facing. I can use it to enlist people into projects and causes and missions that I'm on. That future orientation of language is so important to inspiring and enlisting. But it's also important that when we think about 
future conversations, uh, possibilities of the future, that there, there is a challenge that we can encounter. And you see this when people say, I'm thinking that we should do X, Y, Z. And people come up with some disagreement, like, well, I just don't think we're ready for that. Because here's what hasn't occurred. When we talk about the future, we haven't specified, is that a week from now? Is that three months from now? Is that three years from now? So maybe a CEO says, you know, I've been thinking about this and I think this part of our company, we're going to have to shut it down. So they're thinking about the future. And immediately they get uh, resistance from people saying, we can't do that because we've got this commitment to these customers. We're, we're doing this over here. And this, this is all the reasons why that's impossible and that's not going to work. And what that executive didn't explain was that in their mind, it needs to be shut down within five years. They know they can't shut it down in the next five days. That would be ludicrous. So what we as leaders or anybody in that type of future conversation position can do is add a timestamp to their thinking. So if that executive simply said, I'm thinking within the next five years, this department is not going to be able to compete. And so we need to figure out how are we going to be getting out of that business. That is a completely different conversation and it sparks completely different thinking in the team. There's something else when we think about the future conversation that can be useful in what I'd say pre-learning or maybe risk management. And that's an approach that's kind of the opposite of the after-action review, or sometimes it's called the post-mortem, and that's the pre-mortem. And so we're getting ready to launch this new thing, and everybody's excited about the future. We can take a moment and stop. We can break people into groups. We can have them you know, work on their own. But simply working on this one question, that is, whatever time frame that you choose, maybe it's a year from now or two years from now or five years from now. So a year from now, this project has turned out to be a complete disaster. See, I'm taking people now into the future, a year into the future. I want you to write down what contributed to this becoming such a disaster. See how now I'm getting people thinking about what might derail this thing that we're so excited about. I'm taking them into the future and I'm using that as a risk management approach. There's many ways that if we're intentional about it and aware of it, we can use the different tenses to our advantage, to guide people's thinking, to increase creativity, and to improve our communication. But we need to be aware. So in your next conversation with people, be aware and observe what tense do people tend to migrate to? What's my comfortable tense? When is it that my thinking is most focused? And how can I begin playing with different tenses in different situations to add a little bit of color to my palette in how I communicate and how I interact with the people around me? I hope there's some thoughts from this week that you can put to work right away to improve the impact that you have on the people around you. As always, be sure to reach out to me with thoughts and questions that you have. You can email me at dean at clarisresults.com. That's C-L-A-R-U-S results.com. And I thank you for taking time out of your week 
to join me this week on Communication on Point, and I look forward to connecting with you again next week. Make it a great one. 